Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 83, Babies and Monsters. Enjoy the show! I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie Rosie and Jessica's Jessica's Day Day of Fun. Fun. Hiya. Hello. Okay, so I woke up this morning (laughs) to Kim Kardashian... um, I mean, you know how I, I was saying that Black China yeah. was displaying Kardashian levels of manipulation. Oh my gosh, yeah. Kim is back on top. Is this anything to do with with Taylor Swift? Yes. Would you like me to explain? And, right. Okay. So I I have been on Twitter this morning. That must have confused you. I have cobbled together something. Yeah, because I never know the backstory of these things. It's something to do with this whole. Kanye West did a song and he said that he played it to Taylor Swift and he was mean about her and he was like, no, I played it to her, she's totally fine with it and Taylor was like, no, this never happened and now it turns out maybe maybe that did happen yeah. and Taylor Swift lied to us and abused our trust. <laughs> How could you do that to us, Taylor Swift? I trusted you and your excellent pyjama work in your videos. Kim Kardashian had the receipts all along. And she's waited until now? Yeah, now that Taylor's she's doing until her a prime little... moment. She's doing her little Swiftleton. <laughs> business rocks. and uh kim was like oh yeah okay mm, show me the receipts crack is whack it's the whitney houston reference um yeah so she snapchatted so <laughs> the ridiculous chunks kanye on the phone uh, with taylor on speakerphone and her being like yeah no and they're having a really friendly conversation and then she, taylor said she was removing herself from the narrative i know let future historians wonder how taylor reacted Incredible scenes. Incredible scenes. What a time but at the same life. time, I mean, it's yeah. Like, there's been so much news, and so much of it has been bad. <laughs> so much news. You can't move for news. So, kind of, I want a respite. I mean, there's still news. It's on theme. We're not had no it's news. Still technically, silly season. We've had no like silly season has not even silly been. S- a th- I love silly season, and it's, it's not even been a thing this year. We've like we've we've destroyed it before it's even begun. I, know. I say we. I had nothing to do with it. Don't look at me. I voted for Kodos. Yeah, it's bad times. Uh, yeah, so that was a fun thing to wake up to. I, it does make me regret living in the time zone I live in because I always have to wake up and be like, "What now? What fresh hell is this, Kimye?" Oh God, what now? You know, I have not started watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians because don't don't do that. I'm too busy watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and botched. Oh God, Dr. Paul Nassif, who was on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, he was one of the husbands. Right, he was not one of the wives. Uh, how's how's it hanging? It's hanging good. Warm. It is warm. I wore short shorts yesterday, and we left the event at 11. And I just walked outside, and I was like, I feel like I'm wearing trousers. Could be wearing trousers. Yep. Wasn't wearing yep. trousers. Uh, it's going to be even hotter tomorrow. It's 28 or 29 today. Actually, that's why I woke up so early this morning, because uh, I was hot. Like a festival you know. where you think you're going to die. Yes, where the tent is suddenly heated up and you're and you're you're woken up by cooking gently. Excuse me, like a ball in the bag fish. And everyone knows that the sauce is the best bit of that. Yeah, yeah. You know what, forget the fish, just sell bags of bags Parsley of sauce. sauce. Can you still get a ball in the bag fish? You must be able to. Was it was it a fresh thing? Can, can you get no it's frozen. Can you get Finn's crispy pancakes? No, you can't, they stopped doing this. Uh, yeah, ball in the bag fish. fish still. Yeah, you took them out of the box and they were like frozen. Solid. Those those very, very square sharp edged square pieces of fish mm. with like butter sauce in a bag really want put them in a pan now. of boiling water i had a spicy sausage fusilli ready meal at god midnight 
and it was such a good move. I considered making a cheese toasty when I got in and I thought it's too hot. I actually can't face it. I'll have cereal instead well, because then you get cold milk. I, I, didn't have I was at a friend of the show, Tom Crowley's theatre company, did Fringe in a Day. And it was a mini Fringe, two, two little, two stages in one venue. Oh, that's cute. Uh, it was really sweet. And the only problem was that there was not a break to have dinner. Oh, uh, I see. So I had taken a packed lunch. Did you not go and get wedges? We didn't go and get wedges. At one point, somebody appeared with five guys. Should have got a lasagna pie or all of the carbohydrates. We then tried to go to five guys on the way home and it had closed a minute before gutted that is upsetting yeah but then i managed to get trains home like a dream uh even though i was a bit worried because it was sunday well not worried i was like eh, maybe i'll uber it didn't uber it i'll just turn up and see what happens i always manage to arrive at the bus stop no matter what time i have left wherever it was i'm going at well, work or whatever wherever it was i'm leaving no matter what time i arrive at the bus station i'm always in perfect time to miss a bus by a minute and have to wait 12 minutes to the next one yeah. but the only problem is is that I was wearing I don't think I've ever worn or owned a pair of cute flats that did not give me horrendous blisters does such oh. like does such a thing exist yes because those shoes that I bought last week that, that I got in the supermarket for a fiver yeah. thanks have garnered me many a compliment so that's that ticks off the cute bit and my feet are intact, so that ticks off the no blisters bit. Well, you see, I want sort of slightly more dressy than a, a cute plimsoll. So it's oh, my I new see. pointy shoes. Firstly, I don't really have the back of my ankles anymore. There's what a... pointy shoes were they? I do not believe I've come they across them. They were new for when I went to Parliament. Of course, of course. Um, and they're ASOS. I possibly am not the person to ask about this because I don't do a formal flat. Yeah, see, I usually don't. and I have, But I find I get worse blisters from a, a flat than a heel. Because it's the rubbing on the back. Yes, you never get... I was going to say you never get back of the heel rubbing with a with a heel. That is an absolute lie. The worst blisters I've ever had were from some 70s wedges. I destroyed my feet. Like, they were destroyed. Next time I wear them, I need to entirely take my feet. Basically, I need to um, mummify them from the toe to just above the ankle bones before I put I them on. I believe there's something you can get that you rub on your foot that is a blister stop thing. I had preemptive plasters on. I was like, okay. that's what I should have done. That's where no, I went but wrong. they rolled off, and and it was such a long day that they just, you know, I just don't think a woman truly owns her shoes until they're full of her own blood. But I've then got these little blisters. I've got two absolutely teeny ones on my, on fact, on both of my little toes, so that they look like the volume control buttons on an iPhone four. <laughs> Yes. like the teeny little dots. Maybe I don't move now. That's maybe my thing, but. What, this is really sort of burying the lead because what I actually want to say is that I had an amazing day. At... Yeah, that was a that was a an impressive detour we just took about foot injuries. The main thing I'm thinking about right now is it's your foot injury, like hobbledness. But um, yeah, it was great. It started at one thirty and started with Tony Law, who was amazing. And then there was some storytelling in the garden. And then during the third show, friend of the show Felix and I went elsewhere and had a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> like I need a break because I have chronic tiredness. That's why they call it now. And also, Felix had performed and then was performing again later. And also, he's a civilized man. I want a cup of tea, so we went off for a cuppa. Then we went to friend of the show Odin's acoustic garden, which was him playing guitar. And I did sat and did some knitting. And then there was a version over the night, which is like the one I did stand up at. Uh, nice. And it was lovely and really good. And uh, then I came home and ate pasta and bled profusely from the limbs. 
<laughs> so that was my fun day. And we had a day of fun ourselves last week. We did, yes. Rosie came to visit me and we moved some things around in the kitchen. We had cheese toasties. Oh, that they was were so good. That was a highlight. I say cheese toasties. They were cheese and onion and tomato and mushroom. And frankly, um, we couldn't really fit them in the cheese in the sandwich toaster. Hey, we got there in the end. But it's all right. I stabbed them in with a dinner knife. And we bought giant crumpets. Oh, we bought giant crumpets. I did take a picture of the giant crumpets. Yes. I will post Because it. I got so excited as we walked past them in Tesco. It's difficult to get the scale in a photograph without like could, putting your hand in or something. I was going to say, put a, like a 50 pence piece. What I did was I put it on a side plate and then put a teaspoon next to it. So I, I then dressed the scene. Very nice. Because before it was like, ooh, giant crumpet. Oh, that just looks like a crumpet. What I believe they call on Instagram a flat lay. Just right. Where you very neatly lay, you lay things out and then you take your pictures from and above. Then take it from above. Love it. Third eye view of like, your makeup table. Mm-hmm. Or your yarn, if you're me. Yarn. Yes. I don't think I have very much other news. I've mainly been chilling, chilling like a... Chilling out, max out, relax, all cool. Yeah, I mean, the weather was really terrible, and now I think it's going to be scorching. I arrived at uh, work yesterday. Well, it took me slightly longer. I was delayed slightly because I had to pop in the supermarket to buy things for the event that I was going to work for, which was a baby shower for one of my colleagues. Nay, friend. So I popped in the supermarket, got the bus because there were no trains. Thanks. Fought my way along from the tube station where I'd got a tube once I got the bus. Usually, I don't get any tubes. It was a whole long big palaver. Then I briefly joined a um, religious festival procession going down Piccadilly, which was, I would have been lovely if I hadn't been in a hurry. There was just everyone was like really chilled. It was a lovely vibe, but the weather was not great because the weather was really warm, but it wasn't sunny. It was like that kind of where the sky just looks dirty. Mug, it's just like mug. muck, mucky mug. Went and had a lovely baby shower then uh, emerged and it was uh, beautiful blue skies and warm and fabulous and then we had to actually go back into work but we have no windows um, so that was exciting but had a lovely afternoon and you now get to share the things you made yes I have things for needle and fed so I'll save some of okay, them we'll one of the things them. I made was which doesn't fall under the category of needle and fed was a playlist that only features songs with the word baby in the title that was good fun or Songs that feature the word baby very prominently in the chorus, which is how Pretty Fly for a White Guy made it on there. Yeah. Is this a, a playlist that we could share? It, it is, if I can work out how to do that, because the, um, the, the mother-to-be would uh, has requested it as well. So if I work out how to do that, I'll send it to you, and then you can send it to I'll, I'll... everyone else. Are you done with the intro? Do you want to do something? Oh, I think I'm done with the intro. I was working out. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. That was good. Oh, yes. And you run out of iZombie, I believe. I've run out of iZombie, uh, so I thought, hey, great, that's fine, I'll get some sleep this week because I won't be needing to stay out to watch iZombie, but no, started watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend there's instead. there's only a season of that Sexy Getting Ready song. Jessica, speaking of Sexy Getting Ready songs, what is your song? My Baby Just Cares For Me by Nina Simone. Oh, lovely. Presumably My Baby Just Cares For Me by Nina Simone. Okay, I think I was just going to keep doing that for the rest of the day. I think we could do that, and you can fit I'm in the mood for love. If you swing, I'm in the mood for love to it. Simply because you're near me. Change keys. Funny, but when you're near me, I'm in the mood for love. Anyway, top fives! Top fives! So, speaking of iZombie, which by the way is 
Excellent. Yes. You've stopped watching it, haven't you? I took a pause because it looked like... Pause. You're on a break. Because a bad thing happened. And a I didn't thing. know it was going to become like a, a... I didn't want it to affect it too much. I don't, but it's also it's a procedural. So I feel like we're still going to have the procedural every week. Yes. I love the procedural. I know what you mean, actually, because... Yeah, I started watching I Zombie and I thought, this is great fun. And then every so often I say, oh, that's not fun. Um, but overall, it's great fun. But um, initially, I was thinking, I really enjoy the procedural element of it. And I don't mind an overriding story arc, but I would happily just watch them solving crimes each week. Mm-hmm. I don't need the the additional storylines with the, the intrigue with, with Blaine and Max Rager and all the, the other sort of Euph- overriding euphonium themes. It's not euphonium. What's Utopium. That? Utopium. Oh, it took, it took me. I, I'd say it was... I was Why would anyone it. call a drug euphonium? <laughs> Invent designer drug call it euphonium. Um, I think I was halfway through season two by the time I'd I'd managed to lock in the name of the drug to my brain. Um, utopium. 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 Andrew Keegan. I I got to about episode ten and suddenly thought, no, I want to know what happens next. Yeah, I think I'm vaguely. Like there'd been a, a big a big thing had happened like. Oh, I really want to watch. I mean, I'd been wanting, really wanting to watch the next episode just because I wanted more. But I really wanted the next episode because I, I needed to know what happened. And also, the procedural stuff has Ravi in it. Also, the procedural stuff has more Ravi. Love him. Uh, so, iZombie has prompted this week's top five, which is friendly monsters. So, the idea is that it is uh, characters in pop culture, so uh, of any genre, of any medium rather, or genre which uh, are usually things that one would consider frightening or bad. But these particular individual characters are either good versions of their kind or they uh, live in a universe where that's not a bad thing. So I, my top five tends to be they are more of a standalone character mm-hmm. and then my honourable mentions go more towards the uh, universal acceptance idea. So that's that's sort of the the uh, sorting that I've done. That's my taxonomy. It's episode eighty three, number one. Um, let's just get out of the way. Liv Moore I-Zombie. from I Zombie, because she fights crime. She uses her powers for good. Mm. She gives murder victims justice. Because when she, as a zombie, eats the brains, she gets some of their memories and flashes of yes. experience. And what's good about yes. her is um, she is not in any way trying to deny. Like, she still uses her zombieism. She still has to eat yeah. brains. It's not like she's completely forsworn being a zombie, but she uses yeah, it she for accepts, good things. She accepts that it is disgusting, but she isn't ashamed of it. What I really like about that show is that, like, she becomes a zombie in five minutes. They show this, like, yes. they show basically a tiny 45-second scene as a setup, and then it's, like, six months later, and then you realise what happened basically through the credit sequence and... It's there's no there's not like a whole thing of being like am I a zombie? How did this happen? It just yeah. cuts to the the. What do you person. mean I have these powers? I don't believe you. Yeah, no, she just got them. She's using them. She's just you know flash forward six months, buying a lot of bronzer in the supermarket, with amazing eyeliner work. Yeah. Number two. Oh, hang on. My uh, my list is digital this week, and my phone's gone to sleep. Uh, number two, gruesome from Gruesome and Bloodsocks by Jane Holiday, which was written in 1984. It was just a casual 95 pages long. Then it is aimed at children. So Gruesome is a vampire, and she's sort of shunned by the rest of her vampire family because she is a vegetarian, 
and um, is that a metaphor for us and your veganism probably yeah that's why i had to move out um so they it i was thinking about this and it's quite a graphic scene i think for a children's book it sort of describes how they they drink the blood of a cow but her her family they don't kill humans i mean i don't know that killing a cow is better but i don't you know whatever make your own choices they only feed on livestock which is nice of them but they don't understand her at all and it's not like a you have to leave us because you're a ridiculous vampire they just don't they just don't understand her so she and her her cat blood socks who's really fat go and live in a flat in the city and she just like makes some friends and hangs out and has a nice time being a vegetarian vampire that's fabulous yeah and it's like you know really early sort of hey kids do your own thing be your own person be accepted Paddle your own community. Go against the grain. Oh, and she, like, foils some crimes and stuff. Did you make the drum yourself? Then I have, as number three, number three. 2.15 from Lucy and the Big Bad Wolf. <laughs> so Lucy is a stand-in for Little Red Riding Hood, and 2.15 is the name of the Big Bad Wolf, except it turns out he's not a Big Bad Wolf at all. He's really friendly, and he's not quite got the whole... He sort of pops up and says, I'm your destiny and you're my dinner. And Lucy says, don't be ridiculous. And he goes, okay then. Um, And then they just become friends and hang out and have a lovely old time. And he's called 215 because he's named after a train. And later he has a a wife called 345. He was named after a train. She's named after the time they rescued her from the zoo or something. Mm -hmm. But they're named after times because he hasn't quite got the naming thing sorted out. Lucy tries to explain to him. doesn't go that well. Um, Yeah, so he's he's literally not the big bad wolf. He's friendly and cool. I love Lucy the big bad wolf. Number four. 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 I have, as a group from the Discworld, I have Otto Schriek, Otto von Schriek, who is the... Iconographer. Iconographer, thank you, the photographer for the for the Times. I have Angua, who, oh, Otto is a vampire, and he wears a little file of blood around his neck because every time he takes an iconograph, the flash goes off and he, and he dissolves into dust. Uh, but then he hits the ground, the vial breaks, the blood revives him, and he is once again rehydrated. Yeah, we'll call it recon- reconstituted. Constituted, that's the word I was looking for. I knew it was something horrible you did to food. Uh, yeah, then we have Angua, who is in the City Watch and is a werewolf. And we have Maledict, who is in the uh, Monstrous Regiment. Actually, a large portion of the Monstrous Regiment, because there's an Igor, and... but Maledict's my favourite. And also a vampire. Oh, Otto and Maledict are black ribboners, so that's like the Methodist blue ribbon. They are temperance. teetotal yeah. temperance. They're temperance league vampires, so they're cool. Uh, and I guess we have Detritus from the City Watch, who is a troll, and all sorts of people who turn up and should be horrible but aren't. And I guess witches. I debated putting witches on the list because that's such a broad. You can always have good witches. Yeah, you know, the Wicked Witch. Maybe Alpha Bregan. I don't know. Anyway, number five is Spike from Buffy. Mm, now interesting. Stick with right. So. Really, generally speaking, Angel is the good vampire and Spike is on his own team. Yes. He's a, Spike isn't He's really a chaotic good. neutral, I believe. He's a chaotic neutral. But there is an argument that um, actually Spike is better at being a good vampire than Angel is because Angel is only a good vampire because he's been cursed with his soul. So he knows that he's a vampire and he's very tortured about it. But that's as long as the curse exists. As soon as the curse goes away, he is a full-on vampire. He goes full-on zombie mode. Whereas Spike isn't cursed, he has the chip in his head for a while, that which stops him hurting people. But he is able to stop himself from hurting humans, even though he's still a full vampire. Also, he's a lot more fun to watch. Which is why season six and seven Spike is so rubbish. 
Um, because because it goes horribly wrong. Yes. These, yeah, originally, if you stick with season one to three, bit of four, five, you're fine. You see, I didn't put Things derail down. a bit after that. I completely agree. He's a he's actually a better good vampire because it's always by like he can hang out with the Scoobs and not want to eat them all the time. No, I was going to say at no point he tried to eat them. That's not true at all. But um, yeah, he's he's capable of just helping out and helping them and helping save the world and watching even passions. if only because and watching passions and just and he I I've said it before. Him and Joyce just hanging out watching telly is great. Yeah, and like looking after Dawn. And when he looks after Dawn. He always looks after Dawn. He's he's like the others. Some he has like issues with the rest of the Scooby Gang at the beginning, but he always looks after Dawn. Yeah, I, I buy so it. that's that's my argument. He's like he's sort of the closest to the edge of this of this list. But no, I, I go for that. He he is also the most fun to watch. Uh, okay, shall I do mine? Yeah, go for it. Number one, number one, Remus Lupin. Remus Lupin, because he. Yes. I mean, the thing is with werewolfism. Oh no, because well, in in Harry Potter, you get Fenric Greyback, Grey Face. Grey, 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 and he is like, I'm a werewolf. I'm gonna rip everyone's. I'm gonna mash up Bill's face. Yum yum yum. Whereas Remus Lupin, he's like, he's a werewolf, but it's treated as an uh, sort of affliction, and you can read it as a metaphor for many things, uh, depending on what you want to read into it. Um, yeah, his his can fit it to your own conditions. Yeah, exactly. And so he's he's a werewolf, but he's kind of trying to live his life around it and and just accept it and cope. Uh, I mean, later where, later Lupin not so good because obviously Prisoner of Azkaban Lupin is peak Lupin, and then the, then. J.K. Rowling was like, nah, I think he's Marys Tonks and then dies because I have to kill off somebody, so I'll just kill these two off. And she's already killed Sirius off when clearly Sirius and Lupin were uh, OTPs. Um, so, so Remus Lupin, he's the best defense against the Dark Arts teacher, and he's kind. Yes, that's true. Number two. Number two. I don't know why that was so, so gravelly. <clears throat> oh, number two. Otto von Schrieck. Very good. As, as we know. I, I knew we'd be on there. We f- we forgot to uh, to match up our predictions or make uh, our yeah. Match well, because as we know, he's my Discworld boyfriend, and they've not read Discworld yes. in about ten years. Um, yeah, I just really find him very funny. Three, number three. The characters from the film What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, is that the mockumentary about the vampires? Yeah, by Jermaine yeah. Clement, and uh, it's about these guys, these vampires in a New Zealand house share. <laughs> And they're really funny, and uh, I can't remember any of their names, hence why I've just got all of them, because, you know, they do eat people occasionally, but it's mainly, it's actually more about having to f- share a house than the fact yeah, that they're it, it a, It's a house share comedy. It's a house share comedy, but they're also, they meet some werewolves at some point, and their werewolves and the vampires do not get on, they're a bit like rival gangs. Um, but one of the werewolves swears, and the other one goes, hey now, what have we said? We're werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> and they have like this code so those guys yeah all the characters from what we do in the shadows which if you haven't watched I thoroughly recommend and I believe it's still on Netflix and it's a tight 130 oh that's that's my entire criteria for watching a film number four number four count von count uh, uh, uh. Uh, at no point does he actually like have no, no vampirism no reference is ever made to the fact that he is clearly a vampire apart from the fact that he's clearly a vampire but you know he's exactly what you expect from a vampire, but also made of felt. Yes, Transylvanian, immaculately turned out. Uh, uh, uh. I think the fastidiousness of his counting really contributes to that as well. Yes. And number five, 
Number five. Mike Wazowski! Okay, so because I know that you split this into sort of people like in the world, obviously the mon- in the world of Monsters, Inc., all yeah. the monsters are friendly. That's the premise. But when you yes. said we're going to do nice monsters, my first that thought was, was, as you know, because monsters, I texted you, you are nice. how many top fives have you got in there, Sully? And I really like Sully. He's obviously a little nicer, but Mike Wazowski, Mike Wazowski is uh, probably one of my favourite film characters ever. <laughs> um, he's he, you can't name it because when you name it, you get attached to it. <laughs> and, and so Mike Wazowski from Monsters Inc. and uh, I, I really enjoyed Monsters University. It was kind of a fun sort of throwaway time. I have watched the first half hour of it. I will probably finish it. I'll definitely finish it. Just Okay, and honourable mentions? Honourable mentions. Honourable mentions. I have Mike and Sally. Mike and Elsky! they fit into the wider world of everyone being nice monsters. Put that thing back where it came from. Oh, so help me. So, so help, help me. me. Uh, I have Harry Henderson from Harry and the Henderson. He's Bigfoot, but he just goes to live with the suburban family. Go! Why don't you go? And then John Lithgow white fangs him. <laughs> yeah. uh, great. I, I only know that because of the episode of Thirty Rock, where <laughs> what's his face with the hat becomes a lawyer, and then Alec Baldwin realizes that it's not good for him to be there, and he needs to go back to being the slimy writer of Frank. So he he has he then was watching Harry and the Hendersons, and has to then Harry and the Henderson him, but it's like white fanging. And then when the toast finished. The last thing they put up was a screenshot from that scene and the whole quote. I'm like, what are you doing here? You, We don't want you here anymore. Uh, uh, do you have any? I have more, but I shall... Yes, Clem. Pass over to you. Clem. Yes, Clem he's, uh, is yeah, one he's of my, my next one. favourite characters in Buffy. He is a man with sandwich ham for a face. Who... And arms. And, don't forget his and arms. And arms. Who is, is in Spike's Kitten Poker League. And the, the Kitten up... Poker League is one of my favourite jokes from Buffy yeah, as well. and he uh, escapes to Cleveland at, the, at one point Clem at which point the new Hellmouth opens in Cleveland yeah then, then Giles says I believe there's a new Hellmouth in Cleveland it's my Giles impression it was tremendous what you can't see is that I'm now wearing eight layers of tweed <laughs> they, it's great for stopping arrows uh, yeah Dr. Horrible oh yes because he's the bad guy but he's not yeah poor Dr. Horrible uh, Sesame Street monsters and Muppet monsters, specifically the two-headed monster, especially when he gets to be Father Christmas in the Sesame Street Christmas party. Well, he said he'd never been in a play before. And also Elmo. I love Elmo. Because Elmo's a monster. I'm a monster! I'd like to put Buster Bluth on the list, because he's right. a monster! With his hook hand. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, sh- I'm not convinced having a hook for a hand. <laughs> we'll get to this is a needle and fed, but I'm doing some beading. You've made yourself a hook for a hand. Yeah, oh, yes. I'm doing some beading, and every single time I have to put a bead on, I think of the episode where they keep saying beads, and people even keep mishearing it as bees. And uh, then Lucille goes to visit uh, George Sr. in prison, and somebody says something about beads. And she goes, they don't allow you to have bees in here. <laughs> There are 370 beads, so that is getting tiresome. Uh, do you follow Elmo on Twitter? Yes. It's really funny because I always read it in the voice of the adult who has clearly had to write it. Elmo loves having friends. Do you have friends? Ha ha! It's a great breakdown. <laughs> Elmo, if you have any more. I also have Shrek. Oh, lovely stuff. Uh, I really like, in the sh- within the Shrek movies, Dragon. Because... All the so Shrek is technically a monster with being an ogre, but he's nice. We know this from the off. He's grumpy, but who wouldn't be if they just wanted to hang out in their swamp and be left alone? And then those people turn up and be like, "Hey, let's go do this." Uh, so he sets off, and then they're frightened of Dragon, and then Dragon turns out to just be cool, and she's like, 
Uh, I don't like him either. Let's go eat. Breathe fire on Lord Farquaad no. and eat him. Which she can't help because, like, she's his destiny and he's his dinner. Mike Wazowski! Mike Wazowski! Oh man, you know it's going to be a Mike Wazowski gift on this week's <laughs> Could you please um, have him put that thing back where it came from? Oh, so help me, so help me, so help me, goodbye. Or it will be him belching his microphone. Yeah, these are the jokes, kid. Tippy waitresses. Patron of the week. This week's patron of the week is Megan von Felt. When everyone in the club getting tipsy, Megan always keeps her grace and poise. Plus, her dance moves are out of this world. Her friends are always asking her for tips on pairing drinks with meals. From the right wine to the right soda, she always knows what's best. Thanks, Megan! If you'd like to be our patron of the week and receive a piece of custom praise on an episode of Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, just head to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica. Patron of the week! Shall I do a song? Rosie, what's your song? I am... Sorry, just me saying, shall I do a song? Made it sound like I was about to bust into a routine. I feel a song coming on. Mine is Genghis Khan by Mike Snow, which I believe cool. was recommended by Mark. Well, you know how everything is just, I steal from what Margaret and Sophie do online. We just filter from the dames. Yeah, uh, and because it's got a really great video where it's like a Bond pastiche and the villain has a golden nose, which then makes me think <laughs> of the bit in The Office with the uh, golden face or whatever it is that Jim plays in Michael Scott's film. Where, oh, yeah. about, why, uh, many memories. Uh, it's a it's a really good song, but also the video is incredible, and there's a lot of dancing, and I love it. I listened to your uh, to your playlist this week of all your past my past choices. Yeah. What did you think? Well, I enjoyed some of it. Only hated some of it, I imagine. I don't think I hated any of it. Some of it is not my not so much my style. Anything anything standing out? Some of it was great. I mean, Bucks Fizz turning up unexpectedly while yeah! on the tube was a plus. And if anyone wants to to find these, uh, they're always going to be in the show notes from now on. They are collections of all of our choices for our songs, currently from episode 40 onwards. But I didn't, I didn't bother to listen to mine because uh, I knew what they all were. Yeah, fair enough. I feel like mine are a lot more a lot more route than yours. <laughs> yes. I go for 100% summer belters, and you go for, I found this thing. And occasionally, That's... here is a really cheesy song I love. And here is Making Your Mind Up by Bucks Fizz. And Charles and Dave's on there. It's a, it's a fun mix. Snacks? Snacks. I forgot to do a snack. Well, I've got one. What is your snack, Rosie? Custard creams. Yeah. Because yeah, for, yeah. for my pat lunch yesterday, I had a peanut butter sandwich, two Lovely. hand fruits, because I've turned into someone's mother. I've decided to stop taking hand fruits in my pat lunch because I keep destroying them in the bottom of my bag. Mm, bananas? Every time. Get a banana guard. They only look 100% obscene. I carefully put a banana in the top of my backpack the other day, and by the time I got to work, it hadn't got crushed. That's always the fear. It had got bent, so the, so the skin had split entirely. And I was like, oh. Yeah, see, I carefully placed a banana on top of my things in my satchel. It was beautifully preserved, and I had an apple wrapped in a bit of kitchen towel. I crushed a pear. Well, pears, that's my snack. I crushed a pear the other day, but only the top of it. I just, well, I think what happened is the lid of the yogurt that I also had in there. I should maybe start putting things in a lunchbox within my bag, but whatever. Yeah! Um, you take your Wonder Woman lunch pail! <laughs> but then I have to carry it, and sometimes I have 18 other bags with me. Had had began to sever the top of the pear, but it was fine, because I could then just break that bit off, and it was only the very top by the stem, so I could eat the rest of it. And I realised... Like, I always buy apples because apples are such a standard thing, but apples are, like, a basic fruit. They're, <laughs> like, a basic fruit. So, um... Always getting pumpkin fine. spice lattes. <laughs> I like them. 
there's nothing wrong with them, but pears are so much better. I see. I discovered the Braeburn So much year, better. And I'm a Braeburn. Although they don't transport as well. Devotee. I had my custard creams, three custard creams in a, wrapped in some cling film. I had three custard creams in a packet of cling film. It's delicious. Mm-mm-mm. I felt really cool because I'd got a packed lunch and other people hadn't. I, I love a successful packed lunch. I, had I love packed lunch smugness and an activity. Accompanies the unpacking of a packed, packed lunch, of a successful packed lunch. Well, as you know, that my favourite lunch at home is an unpacked packed lunch, so yes. it makes sense to have a packed, packed lunch. Needle and fed. Needle and fed. Shall I even bother asking? Well, oh, yeah, yes. I've done stuff. Tell me more. So, um, for the aforementioned baby shower, I made some little cake toppers out of fondant. Um, it was a very busy week, so I bought cake for them to go on. So we had chocolate cakes mm-hmm. um, and uh, just stacked them up yeah. and put the little little cake toppers on. So there were three little babies wearing pink frocks. They are the absolute cutest. They're called Angelica, Eliza and Peggy. Quick question. Has the mother-to-be thought of names? And will it be Angelica, Eliza and Peggy? Oh my god, why has nobody done that? Uh, they do have a name, I don't know what it is. Okay. But it could be one of those, we don't know. They turned out to be slightly larger than I had intended, so I didn't have, I didn't stack them. I had three levels of cake and I didn't stack them all together. I had the smaller tier on the side as an overflow, so two toppers on one and one on the other. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to be a 60s girl group, which is why there are three of them. Um, she's only having one baby. And one of them had a dummy and one of them was sucking its thumb, and that is literally my greatest achievement of, I would say, the last... Yeah, it is um, so cute. It's so fluffy. I want to die. But I couldn't post pictures before because uh, obviously the surprise. the guest of honor might see them, and it was a surprise. And also, uh, with another friend, made a nappy cake, which turns out is not a cake that looks like a nappy. Uh, it's a cake made of nappies, and you put like you like roll them up and then stack them. So we had different tiers, and then we had a cuddly bunny sitting on top, and then we put. Um, we put some treats inside and we had like little things to roll up and make into decorations and we had wooden letters spelling out baby going down it. In case you didn't know what she was having. They're on strings so then you can on ribbons so you can hang them up. Um as decorations in the in the room. Um and it was all pink and white and fabulous and lots of ribbons. So basically we're gonna quit our jobs and just make those now. I mean yes, you should do that. Yeah. What have you done, Rosie? I have finished my Badger Tea Cozy, and it was declared by a friend of the show and inventor of Salem of the Day, Jess, as the greatest thing I have yet made, because it is a tea cozy with a badger popping out the top, surrounded by leaves, like he's just stuck his head out of the set, and I love it. And it, it, it's really nice to have a tea cozy. And it means I'm using... You love all of those things. I love knitting, I love tea, I love badgers. Oh my god. I'm knitting a very plain sock still, which is the knitting I took through the show yesterday, because I didn't get to the point where I was turning a heel. So it was just knit, just keep knitting. And my main thing, my main thing, is the day after we recorded last time, I went to the lovely Loop Knitting in Islington and bought three skeins of Madeline Tosh Merino Light in the deep colourway to start making Celestarium, the shawl with the beading marking out the constellations. Beautiful. And I've, I'm on the last chart, although the last chart is more than half of the shawl because it's 52 rows of 574 stitches. That is a big old chart. Yeah, it's across eight A4 pages. And I wanted to take it with me yesterday, but you have to pay attention to where the beads are and then like they're all spilling that. beads. <laughs> and they don't allow you to have bees in here. <laughs> it's incredibly easy. Once you st- Actually, the part from the cast on, which everyone says is a nightmare, casting on in the round but 
like in the flat round. It involves a crochet hook and right, my yes. hands. You had to yes. ra- you had to cast on round your fingers. Oh, but God. I got it done. And then once you've done that, it's fine. Because when I first looked, I was like, how on earth do you do the, like, the increases must just be every so often to get it, you know, because it's flat and circular. But actually, just every so often, you do a make, knit one, make one row and double the number of stitches. Yeah. And there are, well, there are eight charts, so there must be seven of those. And yeah, they're obviously just placed so that it works perfectly. It's called a pie shawl. So obviously somebody has done some mathematics to work it all out. And yes. so I assume that those those increases are at certain points to make sense using arithmetic. That would make sense. Uh, and it's it's so nice and the wool is beautiful. And I think I've got too much, but I believe that if it's not used and not um, wound, I can possibly take the unused skein back and swap it for a different colorway or get store credit because it's still in perfect condition. Because th- that's the thing. It's like, God, I've barely used any of this and I've only just started the second skein. But then I remember, hey, it's still got quite a long way to go. Well, long way to go, yeah, yeah. So that's my stuff. I've not done much cooking, but I bought some stuff to do some some, some savoury cooking because I haven't done any in a Ooh, while. Nice. So I've got stuff for a tagine and a curry. Lovely. What have we seen this week? What have we seen this week? Oi! Lindsay Ellis and friends doing the Epcot drinking challenge. Oh my god. Just fantastic. Uh, Lindsay Ellis, who uh, you may know as Nostalgia Chick on the internet, went to Epcot with some friends and where they have all the different representations of countries. The idea is you work your way around all the countries and you have a drink in a hostelry in each place. You start at about 2pm, they finish at about 8, and it goes rapidly downhill. It's so enjoyable. Yeah, you and usually you think, wow, watching other people get drunk, that doesn't sound fun. It's really I know, Yeah, I agree. Because it's all well, it's edited down, obviously. If you're not yes, just what, yes, hanging edited, out. They've edited uh, about 6 hours into 15 minutes, into That's 14 so and a half funny. minutes. And I really enjoy that you, you can just see them spiralling. The only other people who are funny drunk are uh, Sue Perkins and Jars Cotton. Yes. Oh, there, I mean, there are lots of people who find junk, but you know, to watch. Yeah, so I strongly recommend that. I saw a really good tweet. S- sharing tweets in this section I find always difficult. Yeah. It was, uh, it really made me laugh. And it, the caption said, bathe in the blood of your vanquished enemies. And it was a, like a three-year-old girl looking at a birthday cake that was iced to be Cookie Monster. And then it is just her, the next pictures are just her with an entirely blue face, having smeared all of the frosting of the Cookie Monster <laughs> all over herself she's got amazing coverage she like, is incredible there is no skin it's from like neck to hairline all she blue. is entirely covered i think the second picture is her with it on her hands actually applying it yeah. and the third picture is, is her entirely blue good work small child speaking of tweets uh somebody this week made it onto a list on the poke talking about boris johnson oh yes i did i'd completely yeah snaps for, snaps for rosie thanks very much yes i got retweeted over 1,800 times, including by Brendan Coyle, who is Mr. Bates on Downton Abbey. Oh, well done you. And it was favourited by Shavna Galati. <gasps> I know, well done Anita from Dinner Ladies, for those who are not as up on their Dinner Ladies love, I was very excited. What you need to do is have a best friend who is a journalist and has a large Twitter following who will retweet you, and then it just goes from there. Also, please all go back in time and make your best friend choices age 10 really wisely, because I super lucked out on that one. Also, write, like, good content, because, you know. I was on a list of, like, the 13 essential tweets about Boris Johnson with Sue Perkins and real people. Uh, I was last Best on the list. On there, best heard of. till, I choose to believe. Yeah, I'd forgotten that because there's been so much news. Like Boris Johnson's so much appointment as foreign secretary feels 
like old. weeks and weeks ago and also not real and also just like a comedy sketch on something but yeah weak student satire uh i have a little thing uh which is not so much of what we've seen but a little point of discussion which is that this christmas there will be great british bake-off all-stars christmas special oh my god i know i can't wait also 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 chronicles of nadia Yes, Nadia from Great British Bake Off Series 6 slash Season 3 for our US listeners has got a TV show coming up called The Chronicles of Nadia, which is the best title for any television program in the history of the world. We would love to know who you would like to see on Great British Bake Off All Stars. I know who yes, I want to tweet see. tweet at us at the day of fun show. Howard. Where's, where's my custard? Where's well, it's sort of inspired by cheese and biscuits. Basically, it's a cheesy <laughs> biscuit. <laughs> that's my friend's cover picture on facebook love it so that is very exciting and i've been saying they should have a christmas special of actual challenges for a while yes i do enjoy the master classes but to have them actually do something but like they should do i think showstopper gingerbread house technical yule log and like mince pies as their signature, signature. thought it all out thought it all out I cannot wait. Christmas. I mean, actual Bake Off. Chris, that is cozy Christmas. Who would you want to see, Jessica? Tamal. Yeah, Kate. How Martha. Glenn, Martha. And Cat uh, and Sarah. Oh, Cat and Sarah Jane. Yes, Sarah Jane. Because uh, yeah, as a pair. Yeah, because they're really cute together. I like Marianne from series two. Glenn. Becca. Holly from season one. Yes. Howard. I'm. St- I can't remember any past Bake Off people. There are so many people I'm forgetting. Baking James. Baking James. Swoon. Uh, then my friend Miranda and I ended up having a conversation about what bakers we want to see in drag and what drag queens we want to see baking as an all-stars, all-stars mashup. <laughs> um, I'm not having watched enough of RuPaul's Drag Race, I, I can't contribute to this. Alaska, Pandora, Latrice. Which one of those were Carol Channing? Pandora. Her then. Yeah, looking forward to that. And that's, that's I think, that's our show. That is our show. Do you know what? I'm going to go watch Pioneer Woman now. And I urge our oh. listeners to stop whatever they're doing, unless you're driving, in which case keep driving forever never stop and uh go and watch pioneer woman bye jessica bye rosie to find out more and to read show notes find links and photos for this and past episodes you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk you can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com and follow us on twitter at the day of fun show Rosie and Jessica t-shirts are now available. You can shop for all your day of fun needs at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash oh my greyhounds. And now you can become a monthly subscriber and support Rosie and Jessica's day of fun at our Patreon. Just visit patreon.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica. Thanks for listening.